From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. This week, seniors finally started getting their COVID vaccinations in Oregon. Those 80 and older got the green light to take their place in line if they could get an appointment. How did the first week go? What questions do older adults still have about the vaccine and the process? In this episode, we'll try to answer some of those questions and look at the impact the pandemic has had on older adults. They're at higher risk for serious illness if they're infected and account for 80% of all COVID-related deaths. The isolation and loneliness that have come with quarantining have also taken a toll. One in four adults over 65 have reported anxiety or depression. Here to talk about these and other topics important to our older friends, family, and neighbors, I'm pleased to welcome Joyce DeMonin, Communications Director for AARP Oregon, which has half a million members, 15 over, in Oregon. Dr. Maureen Nash, Medical Director of Providence Elder Place, a program of all-inclusive care for the elderly. She's an internal medicine physician, as well as geriatric psychiatrist and a national expert on dementia. Also joining us, Dr. Vamal Aga, geriatric psychiatrist and dementia specialist with the Latent Aging and Alzheimer's Disease Center at the OHSU Brain Institute, as well as with the Oregon State Hospital. Dr. Aga is currently a steering committee member of the State Plan for Alzheimer's Disease and Related Dimensions, Dementias in Oregon. Thank you for joining us here on Straight Talk. It is truly an honor to have all of you here. Thank you. First, Absolutely. in a nutshell, I know this is hard, but to set the stage, how would you describe how the pandemic has affected older adults? And let's begin with AARP's Joyce DeMonin. Thanks, Laurel. I think it's been a very, very difficult year. If you take uh, everyone who's working and uh, able to see family and friends and multiply that by 10 or 20, that may be the impact for older adults because we know um, many older adults are living alone and they don't get out and see people or maybe they have a caregiver coming occasionally. So we're seeing a lot of anxiety, frustration, and frankly, a lot of fear because it's this age group that is getting the sickest and passing away. Thank you, Joyce. Dr. Vimal Aga. Uh, thank you for having me on the show, Laurel. So as we know, COVID has had a devastating impact on communities everywhere. And older adults are really disproportionately affected in many ways, some of which we're gonna talk about today. Uh, the, the impact of COVID on older adults really hasn't been talked about much. So I'm glad we're gonna be having this discussion today because a lot of older adults and their families have been suffering silently and alone. Thank you, doctor. And Dr. Maureen Nash. Yeah, I, I, I would wanna point out that just like older adults themselves, the impact has been so varied. Um, I think generally this has been extremely stressful and very isolating for all of us, but I think older adults um, tend to struggle with loneliness and were already isolated a certain proportion of them. At the same time, there are lots of other older adults who are very active, still working, still out and about the level of fear and, and frankly, ageism um, that ha this pandemic has made clear has really had an impact. 
And we'll dig into that and talk more about ageism in a few minutes. Joyce, you've been talking to a lot of seniors on the phone for days now. How would you describe how many of them are feeling? What are they saying to you? Well, the overall response that I'm hearing at AARP is really anger. Uh, you know, we at AARP have advocated to the governor and um, other state leaders to uh, take the national recommendations that put older adults first. And I'm sorry to report that Oregon is at last in getting older adults in the queue to get vaccinated. And people are furious and impatient, That, but I'm hearing. And I, I would say maybe 5% of the ones that are writing to AARP or calling me are saying, I'm fine waiting. But the vast majority are very, very upset <coughs> and fearful. And uh, we have a lot of folks who are uh, calling because they're sick and they are afraid that if they get exposed to this virus, they're going to die. So it's been a very tough time. And Joyce, vaccinations opened up this week for seniors 80 and older, and they open up next week for 75 and up. How do you think it's going so far? Well, I haven't heard a lot of great news out of the process. I've heard a lot of frustration, and uh, some folks got in early. Uh, it was supposed to open at noon. It opened at 9 o'clock on Monday, and by the time a lot of people thought it was going to open up, it was full. And then we have a lot of situations where people just maybe are not computer literate. As Dr. Nash said, older people are very different. There's no one way you can describe older adults. We do have you know, a, quite a large number of older adults who are not comfortable dealing with uh, the uh, computer online service, or they live in a rural area where they have poor broadband and trying to navigate this in an area where you have poor internet coverage is just not working very well. And I know you were trying to get the state to implement a 1-800 number, but that hasn't uh, happened so far. Right, because I understand that 211 is just an information line. So if you're able to call 211, it's not going to get you an appointment. So for all the people who are, have trouble with the computer, uh, that's not working. So a 1-800 number that everybody knows that could get you in the queue makes more sense. And other states have done this, and it seems like a more common sense approach to making sure that older adults and all Oregonians that have struggles with computer access uh, can get an appointment in a fair and equitable way. Well, here's a list of information for Oregon and Washington on where you can sign up for vaccines and where you can call with questions. That 211 line Joyce talked about in Oregon is now also staffed by National Guard members, so we're told there's not much of a wait. We also have all this information and a helpful step-by-step -step story on our homepage on our website, kgw.com. And with the developing weather situation, things are changing rapidly, so we'll keep you updated there. I want to bring Dr. Aga back. You know, we were talking about just getting this information. We're, we're talking about going online. Line, but it is difficult for older adults who may not be tech savvy. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Right, that's exactly right. So as Joyce was saying, you know, older adults are not tech savvy. Uh, they have difficulty getting online and family members, maybe children or grandchildren who were helping them with that, uh, they are not able to come in as often as they would like because of the pandemic. Now, obviously, there are some older adults who have no trouble getting online, but then there are also those who have early cognitive impairment or dementia. Uh, they have trouble getting online without any assistance. Uh, there is also the systemic issue. So. 
a lot of older folks don't understand that we can't be calling a regular doctor to get the vaccine. We have to call one of these numbers or we have to get online to make the appointment because they're used to calling their regular doctor and just going in and getting a vaccine. And then finally, for those of them who actually make the appointment and they are tech savvy, there's still the issue of driving because they have to get to these vaccination sites, which could be far away. Uh, somebody has to drive them there and many of them are not driving anymore. Maybe they've been told not to drive anymore. Maybe they don't have a driver's license that's, that's active anymore and they don't have access to uh, a driver who can actually take them there. So there's the transportation issue. That's a hurdle as well. So many challenges and the pandemic has left many people feeling isolated and lonely as well, especially older adults. The AARP has these startling stats showing that isolation is more than feeling lonely. 17% of people 65 and older feel isolated. 26% risk early death due to loneliness. And 46% of women 75 and older live alone. Dr. Nash, how have you seen this social isolation impact older Oregonians and this feeling of loneliness? Yeah, I think um, the stats from AARP clearly highlight um, what we in geriatrics know. Loneliness kills. I mean, it just, it really is a, a major impact. Many people enjoy solitude, right? So that's when you choose to be alone, but can you know, have social support when you want it or need it. But loneliness is definitely, it magnifies everything. And so um, it's a major impact. And older adults have hearing deficits and vision deficits and some, some older adults. And some older adults have mobility um, and transportation deficits. So there is never a time more than the present the most important thing we can do, I would urge everyone, reach out to your friends and neighbors and, you know, anyone you know who's older or who might be isolated, this is a great time to extend a hand, to offer some assistance and, and just some a company or some socialization. Oh, a wonderful thing to do, a great suggestion. And you might have noticed at the bottom of the screen, there is a, a phone number if you're feeling alone. Oregon does have a loneliness hotline you can call to talk to someone. Dr. Aga, this has been especially rough for adults with dementia. You told me about a Washington Post article that indicated an increase in deaths among people with dementia during the pandemic. Why do you think we've seen that outcome? Right, so the news is really sobering. So the Washington Post article analyzed federal data and what they found is between March and September of last year, 2020, there were 13,000 excess deaths in people with dementia. Uh, we don't quite understand why that is the case right now. Uh, it's definitely because of social isolation, not having enough access uh, to care. Many of the older adults actually live in long-term care facilities, which are closed communities. Uh, so there's uh, 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 more transmission of the virus in those communities. Uh, the staffing ratios have been decimated because the staff are affected uh, with the pandemic. Families are not able to come in as much as they used to. And we think about families as providing emotional and perhaps instrumental uh, help. But don't forget that families are also advocates. Uh, so they come in, they see something, they speak up, they talk to staff, and now that's not happening anymore. 
And you mentioned a New York Times article that also showed that people of color are three times as likely as white people to be affected by COVID. Absolutely. So this article just came out. It's based on a big study that found that people with dementia not only die more often, uh, like we just talked about, but there's a much higher risk of contracting COVID. Uh, so people of color, there's a three times access risk, uh, excess risk, and other people, there's a two times excess risk uh, if you have dementia. And again, we don't quite understand why this is the case. Uh, interestingly, it's the folks with vascular dementia who had the highest risk in the study and so one reason could be uh, that the blood-brain barrier begins to break down in vascular dementia that's a physiological barrier between uh, you know that prevents the toxins and the infections from getting into the brain so when that starts to become leaky uh, there is a higher risk of infections such as COVID getting into the brain but if you take that together with the other study then the, the result of that is higher risk of infection higher risk of death and that's really devastating. Dr. Aga, thank you. I want to go back a moment to the decision Governor Brown made to put teachers ahead of seniors in the line for vaccines. It's something the chair of the Governor's Commission on Senior Services was deeply dismayed about. Mary Rita Hurley told the Oregonian she's never been so passionate and charged up about something in her whole career as she was when Governor Brown told seniors they'd go after teachers. She said, talk about a low point about living in a state that's sacrificing older folks for kids again. She wrote a letter to the governor asking her to reverse course, but didn't get a response. Joyce, you've taken a lot of calls from older Oregonians as we talked about. What was the reaction from most people you talked to about that decision? Disbelief. I think it's just shock. And, you know, uh, the governor's commission, own commission on senior services wrote that letter. Mary Reed is the chair. AARP wrote a letter, didn't hear back. Um, the Oregon Gerontological Association wrote a letter, didn't hear back. And H Plus, another um, uh, nonprofit that advocates on behalf of older adults. So the whole community was urging uh, the, the state to follow the national guidelines. And I think we're all in just shock that it just didn't happen and disappointed. And the older adults that I've talked to are, they just, they do, they just feel like no one cares about them, that they're just, I mean, I think disposable is a, probably a good word to sum up what I've been hearing. And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing from people like, why can't AARP stop this? And I, you know, like I would if I could, but we don't have the power to, to do that, even though all of these groups are urging the state or did urge the state unsuccessfully uh, to follow the national guidelines. And I understand they even wanted you to sue the state, which, of course, you, you didn't want to do or couldn't do. But let's listen to a comment from Judy Boyer of the Northeast Portland chapter of the AARP. She echoes what many seniors have felt. We do not understand why we're taking a back seat to, you know, we, we believe educators and essential workers should be vaccinated. And now they're saying the prisoners, but don't put seniors in the back. Why aren't we right alongside in the first group? Dr. Nash, you describe this as a little bit like Sophie's Choice, which refers to a 1982 movie about a difficult choice where no outcome is preferable over the other. Will you talk a little bit about that and about some of the anxiety seniors are feeling about when they can get vaccinated? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, this is totally a Sophie's Choice moment. Um, the reality is we don't have enough vaccine. 
we uh, Oregon is in the top 20 states uh, of actually distributing the vaccine that it has. It's done um, a, a very decent job, um, but there's been no national strategy. No, there were no national plans. And I think the choices um, are really stark. Oregon has done uh, a job, a good job of trying to make sure that people in nursing facilities and assisted living facilities and memory care units, as well as adult foster homes, have access to the vaccine. But again, it it isn't like any other vaccine. And I think people um, haven't quite grasped that yet. Um, even some of the providers that I work with, um, there's never been a situation in our lifetime as providers where we couldn't just order a vaccine and have our staff give it, but there are very strict requirements. And I think the one of the things that leads to anxiety is just not knowing. And older adults who aren't living in a facility have definitely not had the access to the vaccine. And so I think that has just really compounded you know, whenever there's a situation in which you have no control. Um, mm -hmm. But I I know that Oregon would be happy to vaccinate everybody tomorrow if they had enough vaccine. And, you um, think this and we have been rolling out the vaccine as it comes in. So uh, it's really hard. Children have a, a window, and if you miss that window in their development, they can't go back. So I think the, you know, the lost time from schools is definitely weighing on people. And then I think older adults in the community, um, I'm glad people are speaking up. But I, I also know there is no good answer here until we have more vaccine. Dr. Nash, I did want to touch on this. We're running out of time before we need to take a break, but we talked about ageism attached to the pandemic, not necessarily with Oregon and the governor's decision, but in general nationwide. Will you, will you talk about that a little bit? One of the most disturbing things that I heard early on was, you know, there were various trending phrases on Twitter, like um, boomer remover and uh, other sort of very disparaging, as if it's fine that this, this illness is only, um, only impacting older adults. But I, I look at every single death that Oregon has every day. We get a, I get an email from Oregon Health Authority and I go through, I've seen plenty of people who are far younger than I am who have died listed. It is not just a disease of older adults. And don't forget, even if you have the vaccine, you still have to mask. You still have to wash your hands frequently. You still have to social distance. Everybody can have the vaccine in your social network, but if you are not um, still masking, you are putting yourself and everyone you come into contact at grave risk. Dr. Nash, thank you. Dr. and Joyce, thank you very much. Dr. Aga, when we come back, we have some more resources and ideas to help seniors with social connections and more information about the importance of being vaccinated. We're back in two minutes. Welcome back to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. We're talking about the impact of the pandemic on older adults. Welcome once again to my guest, spokesperson for the AARP Oregon, Joyce Damanen, and geriatric psychiatrist, Dr. Maureen Nash and Dr. Vimal Aga. Thank you all for being here again. I want to talk just a little bit about concerns that some seniors might have about getting the vaccine. And Dr. Aga, you want them to understand how important it is. Will you give us some of the reasons they should get vaccinated? 
Yes, absolutely. So older adults are at the highest risk of infection, hospitalization, and death. Uh, older age really has the strongest association with bad outcomes in COVID across studies. This is across studies. And the two vaccines that we have uh, in the USA right now, they reduce the risk of getting COVID by 95%. But it's really important to know that the protection doesn't begin until about 14 days after your second vaccination. So it's very important to get both shots at the recommended interval. Uh, also, the vaccination does not reduce asymptomatic transmission. So like Dr. Nash was saying a little while ago, please wash up, please wear your mask, social distancing, all of those are very important. Uh, some folks are really concerned about an, an allergic reaction. It's very important to know that people do have adverse effects from the vaccination, but these are not allergic reactions. True allergic reactions are really rare, and all the vaccination sites are equipped to deal with that. So that should not be a reason for you not to get the vaccination done. Thank you, Dr. Aga. And we, we talked a little bit earlier about isolation and loneliness, and we have a list of resources to help seniors feel more connected. One of them is the AARP's Connect to Effect website. There's also a loneliness number and a friendship number that you can call. Joyce, can you tell us a little bit about what's available on AARP's Connect to Effect website? Yes, uh, thank you, Laurel. It's uh, put up by the AARP Foundation, and it has some uh, tips on uh, ways you can stay connected, but it also has an assessment for either you or someone you're worried about. Let's say uh, you, you're a working adult and you have an older um, family member that you're concerned about, you can take this assessment for them and just go through some tips and kind of learn things. And I think it's also um, important for people to know that if, if they're alone, they're not all, I mean, other people are experiencing the same thing and that there are ways and resources that, that people can get help. So I would highly recommend um, folks to check that out. CareToConnect.org. Uh, Dr. Connect Aga, to, to, uh, connect to effect. Excuse me. Connect to effect. <laughs> Dr. Aga, yeah. you know, we're talking about seniors, but also the caregivers can be affected in all this, can't they? Absolutely. So let's not forget the caregivers because they're stretched in so many different directions right now. So we know that caregivers have a higher risk of anxiety and depression and sleep problems, especially if the caregiver happens to be female or somebody who already has mental health issues. Uh, they are dealing with children who are out of school. They might be dealing with other adults in the families uh, who need their help because they are sick. Uh, they might have been laid off from their job. Or they might be working two or three jobs to make ends meet uh, because uh, the financial situation has been so difficult during COVID. And then finally, there is the caregiver who might have substance use issues uh, and is in remission now. Uh, because of stress, they might have a re Labs, which will go undetected for quite a while uh, because of social isolation. So caregivers are dealing with a whole bunch of issues. And we want to go back to Dr. Nash for a moment. We lost her. Um, looks like maybe we lost Dr. Aga as well. But if Dr. Nash is still there, um, I wanted to ask you, do we still have, there she is. Uh, we want to ask you a final thought. We've got about 45 seconds left if you'd like to give us a final thought. There's never been a better time to reach out to older adults, to any older adults you, you know. And if you yourself are an older adult, remember that you're a resilient person and you've survived many things through the years.
And Dr. Aga, just 30 seconds left for a final thought from you. I couldn't say that better. I think Dr. Nash is 100% correct. So please reach out to the older adults in your community because by doing so, you might end up saving a life. And Joyce, about 20 seconds. I would agree with that. And just to say, you know, I think we're through some of the worst of it. It's going to be a rough couple of months. And uh, I know we're all anxious to get this vaccine and AARP and other organizations will do everything we can to make sure that people get information they need when they need it. And once again, here's that information to sign up for a vaccine. More vaccine appointments unexpectedly became available Thursday, so things can change quickly. We'll keep you updated on KGW.com. In Oregon, you can also call 211. That's the information line. Dr. Maureen Nash, Dr. Vimal Aga, Joyce Damanen, thank you so much for joining us and for all you do to help our older family members, friends, and neighbors. And thank you for watching KGW Straight Talk. Remember, you can download our podcast. It's available wherever you get podcasts. And join us next week. We'll look at the state of the economy in the Tri-County region, and we'll get a pulse check on voters' top concerns. Join us next week for Straight Talk. Have a good, safe, and healthy week.